You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts here with my friend and co-host, Mr. Ken Miller. Ken, how are you today? I'm good, Wendy. How are you? I am just living a dream. Of course. It's a beautiful day here in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> not rainy. No uh, not storms. today. So right. I'm going to chalk okay. that, that up to a we'll good that. day. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that. And look at you all sunny and bright with your shirt, you know, kind of yeah, bringing well, out the. I'm, I'm representing, representing Alameda. Yeah. yeah, got to represent my hometown. Wow. Every once in a while, it's always Every a good once. thing. But uh, today's topics, guys, we're talking about different types of yoga. And this topic came up because I had a client of mine ask me if yoga would be in their best interest to enhance their their physical gains that they wanted. And my answer was absolutely, followed by a question, which was, well, which is the best one? And my answer was, I don't know. <laughs> I really didn't know. And so I looked into it. We researched. There's so many different types of yoga out there. And I felt like, you know what, this would make for a great episode because if I don't know, I want to know. And now we want to spread the word in case you too are in a, you know, hiding underneath the uh, box of, I don't know what's out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, uh, this is a great aspect of, of fitness and, and movement overall, because it does come in a lot of different forms and, you know, in my experience, and I'll share one yoga experience with you, Wendy. I, I, I did go, believe it or not, to a yoga retreat. Uh, gosh, had to be five, six years ago now. And this was in Arizona, I think, I believe in Tucson. And going out there, I mean, I think I was the, I was the oldest and the biggest guy out there, right? I was the oldest and the biggest guy. But they had taken this, 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 this cool hotel converted motel and you know just a lot of young beautiful people and they and they just had different styles of yoga so they had imported these different yoga instructors and and you know and it was a great opportunity for me i was really curious about yoga and i mean i had come invited because you know this was more of a research trip and then looking at yoga uh but you know they had so many different forms, you know, a lot of breathing, a lot of, you know, just a lot of, you know, talking about a lot of sun and this was outside. So the, the vibe was, was very cool. They built a platform on top of a pool, believe it or not. So here you are, you've got some people doing other things. Like, uh, I, I think they had like some kind of uh, suspension aerobics or uh, acrobatics, not aerobics, acrobatics and on one end. So it was, it was that kind of situation, but uh, I mean, I was I was moving pretty good when I when I did that uh, when I did that event. So that was that was pretty cool. But I will say that there was this one instructor, and I know we have a topic to get it to. But there's this one instructor, and here we are. He says, "Okay, grab the person closest to you. Grab the person next to you, and because I want you to sit with your legs crossed, and I want you to go knee to knee. Here we are. I've gotten, and that took everything I had just to get to that one." that legs cross position. I know there's a name for it, but I don't know what it is. Crisscross okay. applesauce. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he said, look at your partner, look, look directly into the, into the eyes of your partner. 
and I want you to see the universe through their eyes. And here we are, this this young lady that I had never talked to, never seen before. Here we are, we're looking into each other's eyes and say to that other person, that person across from you, tell them, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. So, <laughs> so that is a little um, <laughs> that is a little creepy. I probably would have been like, listen, I don't know you and you know, I don't know if I can feel your vibe, but it brings yeah. up that well, there's a movie back that was probably 15, 20 years ago where um, it was about, uh, you know, yoga and he was in love with someone else. And this yoga instructor like became in the mix or whatever. And he was like, wow. look into my eyeball. You know, do you yeah. remember that? I can't think of the movie, but anyway. I'm sure, you know, by the time we, by the time we end this recording, it'll come to you. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know, but. About, um, <laughs> but those, um, you know, those of you that don't understand the different poses of yoga and the different types of yoga, there are so many out there. And before we start diving deep into the different types, I want to also kind of throw this out there as, as you know, human movement specialist and what I see and what I do. Realize too, guys, that some of these these poses. If your body isn't ready for them and you tried to get above and beyond to get, you know, as low as you can or as wide as you can in your stance, it can also, you know, cause some harm and injury unless you're smart in your positioning. And so just because people can doesn't mean you specifically should at that moment, but it's something to work towards. So really start to, to listen to your body when you go into these classes, when you start thinking about it, because unfortunately, some of those positions are really hard on the shoulders. They're really hard on the lower back. Like if you go into a yeah. yoga cobra, there's a lot of compression on the lower discs. So if you have lower back pain, sometimes that can actually cause inflammation and more issues later on after that, when in all reality, you should feel relaxed and more flexible and more in tune with your body and yourself. So I definitely wanted to throw that out there. And today we're talking about knowing your yoga with myself, Wendy Batts, and Ken Miller, and we are going to start diving deep. And the first one I wanted to talk about was vinyasa. I think vinyasa is probably one of the most common types of yoga that I think is out there. A lot of people know what vinyasa is, and it like the the name vinyasa means to place in a special way. And this, you know, can be considered more of what they're calling flow type yoga. So it's different types of sequencing and movement patterns that you do. And so you want to have a, a kind of a foundation, I think, before you would go into some vinyasa and flowy type um, yoga positions. But if you are really big on working out and you really want to challenge yourself to physically and mentally, um, vinyasa is very good. But I, I want to strongly say, again, you need to know some of the poses because it is a flowy type core, you know, class. So it's yeah. definitely one that I would say wouldn't be considered hope for beginners, if you will. Well, I, I, I've taken a, you know, I had to do the air quotes, but I, I will, <laughs> you know, I, I've done the vinyasa. Uh, there's a place, you know, down in Oakland that I've, that I've gone to. And it is, it is one of those things where you do want to know the terminology Right. So and here I am, I'm getting into a pose, you know, you're in a warrior pose, you're looking to the person to the left, like, why are they facing me when, you know, I'm facing them? It's like one of us is wrong and it's probably me. Right. So when the, they tell you to transition from one pose to the next and this particular instructor, they did a really good job of streaming like 
three or four poses and then creating a flow of that going through a couple repetitions each side and then getting into the next sequence but i was i was one of those guys that, you know had to look around make sure that you know it's okay what what position should my feet be am i reaching this way that way but then once you get a better idea of what the names are and you know there's and the other thing is too, just like when you do anything new physically it's like you think your arms are in one place but they're actually not in the same position everybody else's are so getting the sequences in, and then building that awareness is one of the one of the aspects of performing new movements new exercises and not just particular to yoga but it's just a motor learning situation in that you got to put the words and the movements and the patterns together to really start to get a good sequence going. And once you go for a while, I mean, I, I went to where I was okay, but <laughs> once you get, a, once you get really good at it, then you start to get the good workout in there. If, oh. if working out is, is your it goal. is definitely a, a yeah. great workout. I tried it, but unfortunately I was like, you kind of looking around, like, what, what am yeah. I doing? And, yeah. and, you know, and the instructor had to giggle every time. Cause I'm like, I don't even remotely think my body can get into this position. Yeah. And here I am thinking I'm flexible, but that, that brings up terminology that we've talked about before. When we talk about relative flexibility that, you know, there are certain areas that, you know, you may be very flexible in, but to think about the other side of the joint, it's going to be more restricted. And so some of these poses were, it was eye-opening for me. And one of those being even just placing my hand flat on the ground. And mm -hmm. because I do so much manual therapy and stuff, my hands get very tight. My forearm muscles get very tight. And some of those positionings, you know, or positions that you have to get into with your body, you know, rocking forward and back and side to side, I'm like, I, I, physically cannot do this. And so to me, I thought it was very eye-opening and introduced the concept like, hey, maybe you should do a little more yoga, <laughs> probably to kind of down-regulate my overactivity in my brain, but then also to, you know, physically uh, for my body. But, but vinyasa, I think is great. Again, you want to have a kind of a background, but if you're brand new to yoga, the next one I wanted to bring up was um, Hatha yoga. That one's really great if you are an entry level yoga person because it's slower paced. It's 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 a kind of allowing you to understand the different poses. Um, it is physical postures of yoga, but it is because it is slower paced and they're really looking at positioning. I think it allows you to kind of start learning the fundamentals of some of these basic movement patterns. Yeah. Um, and how to start to sequence them together. So when you do go to vinyasa, you have a better understanding of where your body should be in positioning before you start adding the the more flowy type movements, if you will. Yeah, and with with hatha yoga, I've I've had clients go to a, a facility, a yoga a yoga studio that had this as an emphasis. And just like in, like like you're mentioning, Wendy, with your hands and your your forearms and wrists getting you know a little restricted from all the manual therapy that you're doing, um, because you are getting to certain poses and that requires certain amount of you know hip flexibility, shoulder uh, flexibility. That you know, like you said, Wendy, this is a good place to start. But just like anything else, um, if you sit down a lot, if you're assuming a certain posture for a significant amount of your day, then there are there are gonna be restrictions. And just like you have good trainers out there that understand the body and what it should be doing at, at a certain time based on your capacity for movement, 
uh, a good instructor for yoga, especially Hatha, Hatha, Hatha. Uh, you want to, you want to, you want to also look at who the instructor is and can they accommodate what you're capable of doing? So not only I think when you were, we're talking about different styles of yoga for know your yoga, but we also want to emphasize that you know the the quality of the of the yoga session is also going to be a reflection of the the quality of the instructor running the class. So you know when you're trying these different yoga classes, it's also a good thing to look at the instructors because if it's a, a hatha based facility and you have four instructors or four yogis teaching you know teaching the same format then you also want to see that you know who you know who is it and do they understand you know a, 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 an appropriate posture and position that you should be in to do it safely because there have been times where i've gotten somebody that has gone to yoga and then their back is tweaked right because mm -hmm. It was it was totally about getting him into a pose versus okay what is the goal of the session which is to increase mobility improve blood flow and things like that but if they're trying to solely go for a pose at whatever cost then that can be you know that can be a little you know sketchy when it comes to how your body responds we don't like any sketchiness we don't, we don't and, like sketchiness. and today on random fit we're talking about knowing your yoga with myself wendy bats and ken miller so far, we've talked about vinyasa, which is more of the flowy type yoga. We just talked about hatha yoga, which, again, is great for beginners. My seniors love that, too, just so you know. Um, but another one that I, I um, didn't know really what it was called until I kind of researched it was um, Iyengar yoga, which is something that uses it relies heavily on props and tries to get you to go deeper into different poses. But the one thing I didn't know about that until we started researching it that I found very fascinating is that this type of yoga is really good for people that are coming in with injuries and that really need to have that slow methodical um, type, type positioning and work within their practice. And so I found that to be interesting because we see a lot of people that are coming in with you know, dysfunction or, you know, I don't want to say pain, but like dis discomfort in different areas. And so, you know, knowing some of these different types of yoga can kind of help me too, as a trainer to say, this would go in great combination with what you're doing to possibly help open up your hips more or your chest more or whatever it might be. So I don't know if you've had any familiar um, or even gone to one of those classes, but, but I really, uh, I learned a lot on that one. Yeah. And I, I have done a couple of, of this style, but I do have some yoga blocks. So if you're talking about tools that help you get into position safely, and because you're in a position for a significant amount of time in, in some cases, then you might need a prop to hold your hips up, to lean on, or just so you don't have to go as deep into a certain position. Um, compared to what they would consider to be the goal position, but something like a yoga block and yoga blocks come in different sizes as well. Um, but I do have some yoga blocks in my facility to, you know, if I want somebody to get into, let's say, uh, a seated position where they're going to, you know, they're, they're on their, they're basically sitting on their shins and their hips are sitting on their heels. But if someone doesn't have the flexibility through the hips and the quads, 
or their shins are a little tight, you might put a block between the hip and the heel so that you don't have to have as much knee flexion. So, yeah. So that's where I've used the tools to help, you know, get clients into certain positions when I've, when I've incorporated yoga poses into, into what I do with my clients. Wow. I have not done that yet. So maybe that's a, <laughs> an the time area. To try, Wendy. yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I, apparently I've flicked more pain with my hands. And then after that we do yeah. a certain type of workout, but, but I, I mean, I really think that that would be something super beneficial. Um, another really good type of yoga that I learned a lot about. I don't think this is something for me personally, but I know that there's a lot of yogis and we say that with love because you know, that's what they term themselves as, as yogis, um, talk really highly of Kudalini yoga. So I don't know, Ken, if you've ever, when you went to your retreat, if that was a big one, this one's more fast paced. It's, it's really based on like spiritual and physical together. So there's equal parts. However, with this one, with its fast pace, you really want to know your positioning. You really want to know the different poses. Um, but it's bringing in that kudalini energy within, you know, the lower spine. So people that feel like they, they need energy in there to open up or they feel like their body is trapped or they're coiled. This type of yoga practice might be for you. Um, but when, when you're going through it, you know, you're also involving, you know, chanting and mantras and meditation. So it's really kind of all encompassing, but in a faster pace. And um, again, I have not personally experienced this type of yoga. I, I don't know the chance. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm new to that. <laughs> not going to lie. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, if that's something that you're into, that might be a type of yoga that, that would interest you. Yeah, I have not participated <laughs> in this type. <laughs> uh, but at the retreat, they did have, um, you know, they have the, the mic'd up. Uh, instructor and taking them through and you hear you can hear definitely the breathing and the um you know again that was that's a very abbreviated you know version of what noises they were creating out of that session but but yeah I, I you know with this instruction and the guidance you know like you're saying more from the spiritual universal sense of of this st style and format I've seen it but not my style, I gotta admit. <laughs> Not for me. I mean, looking into someone's eyes to see the universe was and telling them I love them. I, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, that's as uh, that's as kundalini as I got. <laughs> and on random fit today, we're talking about knowing your yoga with myself, Wendy Bats, Ken Miller. And just as a quick recap, so far we've talked about vinyasa, which is more of a flowy type yoga. Um, we've gone through Hatha, which is more of the beginner, really understanding and learning different positionings. Um, we've gone through Iyengar, which is more of, you know, really trying to go deeper with props, really focusing on your positioning. It's really good for people that, you know, have some injuries that maybe they need to be very, um, very careful with different movement patterns. That might be a great one. The last one we just talked about, which was Kudalini. Again, it's part spiritual, part physical. It is a little more faster pace, um, you know, especially when you're feeling trapped in that lower spine region. Um, and then another one um, is Ashtanga yoga. And so that stands for, because I'm like, I don't even know what that means. So again, looking through some of the research, Ashtanga is translated to mean eight limb path. 
And so this one is, it is expected. You really need to know your positioning. You really need to know the sequences because it is like vinyasa, more of a flow, but it is more um, focusing on faster paced movements. It's definitely not for the beginner. So you really want to be more advanced. So if you're looking to, in, you know, advance your practice um, in yoga, then, you know, Ashtanga might be the, the type of yoga to maybe consider if you haven't done so already, um, because it is very demanding and the positionings, um, you know, they are, are very unique and very intense. Yeah. And, and anytime you add breathing in there, sometimes it's slow, like you'll hold a position and you'll, you know, get maybe a, a respiration or two, like a full breath in and an exhale, maybe one or two times within a certain pose. Um, but also while you're moving into and out of a certain posture position, you can synchronize breathing there. So this is, this is one where you really do have to focus on not just, okay, where's my arm going? Where's my leg going? How am I holding my hips? And then now synchronizing, you know, that inhale and that exhale while you're getting into and out of position sometimes. So this is one that you really have to pay attention. So. Well, you need to pay attention at all, but yeah. Oh man, I know. Like, <laughs> it should be second nature by this point. But uh, <laughs> um, and the next one we're going to talk about. I've had a ton of people come to me. This is their yoga choice. I have experienced this one. I will say, if you have a weekend out and maybe there were some beverages consumed. This one might not be the best one, or if you just want to sweat it out, maybe it is right for you. Um, it was right for me. My roommate went with me. It was not right for her. So just saying, be careful if you're going to go into this, but we're going to talk about Bikram yoga next. Um, Bikram itself, there's 20 set or 26 set poses that you're doing. And it, the room temperature is extremely hot with low humidity. So on average, these rooms can be anywhere from like 105 degrees or so with the humidity of anywhere around 40%. And so when you're thinking about this too, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, you can withstand that heat while moving and while breathing. And also you want to be very careful because as your body heats up, sometimes you can overstretch areas that you think you can easily get into, but maybe your body isn't ready for. So you have to be very in tune with what you are able to do. And usually by the end of classes, you can get into something that you couldn't get into in the very beginning. So it's very um, reward, like rewarding. Or I was like, look at me, like couldn't do this like 30 minutes ago. Um, but yeah. I know a lot of my professional athletes really like Bikram yeah. yoga um, and it works well within the programming that we have them on their active recovery days um, or something that they like to do just for themselves to feel like they're getting into more positions that they can't normally do unless they're in a hot, heated room. And uh, yeah, there's Bikram yoga for you. Yeah, this is a... <laughs> If there was any form of yoga that would be great for a Sunday afternoon where you have nothing else to do, uh, because you go through this, you know, you, 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 you know, you're in a hot room, you're sweating and you're, you're getting into these stretches, these, these big extensive movements because, because you are in a, in a, in a hotter, warmer room. And, you know, just think that, you know, you've liberated some, 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 range of motion that you otherwise wouldn't have gotten but 
if there is it, like you said, Wendy, if this is an active recovery day, it's not one of those things that you're going to do to warm up for a workout because it is, it can be pretty relaxing. And then of course, with the heat, you know, that can downregulate the nervous system to where it's almost like you don't want to do anything. And this is like, you know, I'm just going to go read a magazine or, or just veg out and read them, you know, just read a, you know, couple chapters in that novel I've been thinking about getting back to. Right. So this is, this is more of a chill. If I was going to recommend more of a Sunday afternoon or, you know, Saturday after going out that Friday night and you just want to kind of just kind of cleanse your soul, cleanse your soul (laughs) inside and out. Um, But you will get sweaty. You know, just, I mean, I remember when I did, you just puddle a puddle of sweat and then, you know, you're, whatever shirt you had on or shorts you had, you're soaking through everything on this one. And you, you have to be yeah. okay with sweaty feet in your face because you are in a close room. <laughs> yeah. There is a lot of sweat. I mean, I, I, uh, first time I did it was like, I don't know if I can gut this, but I bought like this package and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to try it. And the first time I was like, Oh my gosh, this is disgusting. And then the second time I'm like, but I felt so much better. It was yeah. totally worth it. So, um, just position yourself depending on, what you can handle i think yeah. that's very important and just, i just also don't eat garlic just don't eat garlic the night before right and you'll smell if you uh, have everything. a couple of alcohol, alcoholic beverages that will come out of your pores so everything. you know who, who partied the night before and who was all about drinking their water so um i want to kind of throw in a, um another thing too bikram's also known now um instead of bikram yoga it's now really termed more hot yoga especially in the united states uh, there's a reason for that because the actual founder of Bikram Yoga um, fled to Mexico in 2017 because there was a lot of um, sexual harassment and lawsuits against him here in the United States. And so those people that practice Bikram, Bikram Yoga wanted to continue the practice. So if you notice that people have, you know, like really want to know about Bikram Yoga, but they can't look it up or find something with the actual title Bikram Yoga, just know that Bikram and hot yoga are the same thing. And that was the reason for the change. Yeah. And just make sure too, if you're in that facility, something that I learned also is learn about the maintenance habits and the, and the hygiene habits of the facility. Right. So that if you have a nine o'clock to 10 o'clock hot yoga class and there's a 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, where are they cleaning the mats? That's that's what uh, that's what I bring the, my own mat, by the way. Your, well, or just even the whole the whole place overall, because yeah. your sweat is not just staying on that mat. It is, <laughs> if, if my experience was any indicator of how much sweat can come out of someone's pores, there's sweat all over the place. <laughs> Well, another another yoga that I, I found um, I think would be very helpful too with uh, some of our senior clients or beginners. Again, we talked about Hatha yoga being for beginners. Another really good um, yoga for people that are just starting out, especially if they have problems getting up and down off of the floor. They're they're not really you know sometimes people get really lightheaded when they're you know um, having to move like that, but yet they still want to learn. Um, different poses. They need to hold these stretches longer. There's something called yin yoga. Um, what makes these different? Like I said, it is more of a seated positioning and you hold these stretches anywhere from 45 seconds to two minutes. And so 
the positions aren't as flowy. They're very like you're you're getting into these and you're kind of growing, as they say, into those those positions to get deeper and deeper. Um, and so they're letting gravity kind of do a lot of the work. And um, I thought this one, again, I didn't know that much about it. I've heard about it. But I think, you know, if I'm going to be working with some seniors or, you know, people that, uh, you know, really don't want to move around a lot, this might be a really good one for them. Yeah, I, I have to say that I, I haven't seen this one advertised in my local area, too. So and I think with a lot of these, you know, like everything else, movement wise, and it comes to certain branches of a certain style or a certain technique, they're just going to be, you know, your, your base format of yoga. And then, of course, you're going to have more of the blending and the and the techniques um, that are reflective of the person who, you know, you know, thought of that certain, you know, aspect or that little twist that made it their own. So this is, again, when it comes to yoga, again, we're here on Random Fit, both Wendy Batts and I myself, Ken Miller here talking about knowing your yoga. Um, so looking at, you know, different styles and techniques, a lot of it's going to be like a fusion or variation of a previous technique or style. So, um, you know, just as we've been talking about with just to list them off what we've discussed so far, we've had vinyasa yoga, right? We have hatha, uh, yangar yoga, and just to kind of go over a couple more kundalini, the ashtanga yoga, um, the Bikram or the hot yoga. And, you know, and talking about now yin yoga is, is again, the, I don't say novice isn't the, the right word, but somebody who might have more consideration of, like you said, Wendy, getting into and out of and, and might benefit from the static holds where their their muscles are going to basically relax into the posture and position. And that's what's going to help them gain range range of motion. But uh, overall, so far, and we've got a few more to go, it's just about looking things up, seeing how they describe it. I mean, there's how we describe it, you know, based on what we've read, um, looking up different yoga styles and techniques, but there's also how they execute it at the different facilities. So uh, as you, as you, expand your your research and want to try these different things you know a lot of these places might offer you know one or two free classes or a trial membership take advantage of that that way you get a feel for the different styles because you might find that ashtanga and and vinyasa might be closer in execution than they are in description right so right. plus you never know what you're you know you might like your instructor and you you might have a have a connection or what they say might resonate with you and you know that's what it takes for you to move more often and move better so so with yin yoga i i say that's that's you know you know a great great qualifier if you want to try something at a slower pace yeah and then of course the next one i really need to look into and oh, actually go do. to yeah. and it's restorative yoga and basically when you're talking about and looking kind of of what restorative is it's when you've had that long day and you want to unwind and you need to relax your mind and relax your body, restorative yoga does that. That's what their main focus is, is they take some of these poses that they have and they actually can, you know, kind of um, make some of these poses easier. They do things that are trying to get you more relaxed. They do use props in restorative yoga. Um, I read that they're using things like blankets and bolsters and how about this, eye pillows. You give me an eye pillow, y'all, I'm out for the count, especially if it's in a relaxing, dark atmosphere, I'm done. Which unfortunately, as you guys, if you've listened to some previous random fits, you know my first yoga class, I took a 60 minute nap 
and literally slept the whole time. Um, so I just, yeah, um, I think restorative yoga is, uh, is one that I need to check out. But again, if you are just stressed out in life, you're really busy throughout your day, I think restorative yoga, because it is a little less intense and less, I don't want to say specific because every pose is very specific in positioning, but I think it's, it might be a good way for you to kind of bring yourself down to, you know, really focusing on yourself, which often we neglect to do. And, you know, the, the thing I like about this style is that it was it was a reflection and she didn't advertise it like this. But when I was still working at the country club, the there was a yoga instructor and she would have like you, like you mentioned, Wendy, she had the pillows, she had the bolsters, she had the blankets, she had the mat and she had, you know, the yoga blocks and, and all of that. So during different aspects of that hour, you know, you, you're going through your exercise and then she'd end off with some, you know some sayings for us, you know, things to internalize. And of course, some breathing techniques where you just, you sit there, you might put one hand on your chest, another hand on your, on your, on your midsection, and you're just feeling yourself breathe. And it wasn't uncommon for, you know, a couple of the members to start snoring, right? They're just so relaxed, they've downregulated so much, right? That they just, you know, they got into that little nap mode, but then you wake up and you feel, and I, hey, I'm not saying I wasn't one of those that was snoring, but there was a, you know, there's, there's a time you open your eyes and you're just like, oh man, I feel so good right now. Right? Oh yeah. So, yeah. So again, she didn't advertise it like that, but this is the exact same. This, she might as well have for, for how it was described as far as our, our reading and understanding it and how she executed it. So. Yeah. Well, and I mean, in all reality, there are so many different types of yoga, po you know, yoga types that are out there. And to your point, you really want to research the best ones for you. And I mean, due to the sake of time, I mean, you know, we're, we're still not even taught, you know, we're not going to go into like prenatal yoga, obviously super important if you're, you know, a mommy to be, or you really want to work on some of those muscles needed for, you know, labor and practicing. And then also just to kind of help kind of ease your mind on what's getting ready to, to how your life is getting ready to change. So, you know, I would say look into prenatal yoga. There's um, there's one that's called Anusara yoga. I think, you know, that's also one too, that's very modern day Hatha. Um, that's a really good one. Um, there's another one called Jiva Muki. I, I'm hopefully I said that right, but that one's really also focused a lot on the vinyasa infused type courses and classes like we said a lot of these are so interconnected but one of the ones i wanted to finish with ken i think would be <laughs> talking about something that literally came in the mail to my house it is a thing out in atlanta and i've talked to many yoga instructors and they're like no this is for real um some people agree with it some people don't but kind of the latest trend in yoga is goat yoga and yes ladies and gentlemen i said goat you know goat animal yoga <laughs> so when we're talking about knowing your yoga i'm like ooh, tell me more but this actually started to become a thing in 2016 when a lady by the name of laney morse she came up with this concept because she was going through some deep depression she was going through things to try to figure out how to enhance her mood and that was through her animals that she had on this farm and then she also wanted to do some of these yoga poses and her goats actually would jump on her back and, you know, which obviously is more weight. So it's definitely more challenging, but she found some sort of peace with this and then wanted to share it with the world. And so, you know, goats are known to have a really good bond with people, you know, and I was like, okay, totally makes sense if you're that, that person. However, 
I'm also like, dude, I, I'm doing yoga with goats and like, is it clean? Are they going to the bathroom around me? You know, like I go there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've, you, you know, if it's something that you think could enhance your mood and you want to have yoga with pets, maybe goat yoga is for you. Yeah. If you feel like doing yoga at a petting zoo, this is, um, this is, the, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I, I, again, like, like you, it's like, I haven't tried it, but you know, from what I've seen on, you know, some video clips that, you know, those that are doing it are enjoying it. And that's really what matters. So if you're going to combine, you know, you're communing with nature and, you know, the animals that, and, you know, getting some exercise and movement out of it, hey, more power to you. But I don't know. I just can't, I, I think petting zoo when I, when I, when I, well, that's a part of how they finish. Yeah. So yoga, these courses are anywhere from 35 to 40 minutes long. And usually the last anywhere from five to 10 minutes are, are spent with the animals of petting them and playing with them. And, you know, of course, I'm like looking up, well, what kind of what kind of goat is it? And just if anyone <laughs> wanted to know that it's a mixture of Nigerian and pygmy goats that are dwarf size. So that's the type. They're not using full blown yeah. big yeah. old goats. They're dwarf goats. Um, but, uh, you know, so I found this really to be fun, Ken. Again, we could have probably talked about yoga for another two hours. But if you really wanted to kind of kind of expand your knowledge of yoga, I'm really hoping that those of you guys joining us on Random Fit with Wendy Batts and Ken Miller today enjoyed the topics that we covered. Go through each one of those topics. See maybe something that might have sparked your interest and then dive deeper. See if it really does resonate with you. See if there's courses out there and give it a try. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know if I want to try some of these things or I don't know. I just all I know is like the more I talk about it, the the more tighter I feel. Like I, I got to stretch out now now that we've talked about yoga so much. So <laughs> or I got to turn up the heater in my house. I don't know. But anyway, hey, so for those of you listening to us, thank you so much for spending this time listening to both Wendy Bats and I. Ken Miller here on Random Fit and on this topic of knowing your yoga. So like, follow, subscribe, download, share, comment, all of that good stuff. Let us know what else you'd like for us to talk about and we will get right on it. So until next time, everybody, take care and be well.